0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the DNVR Rams podcast presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Download it today. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. I hope everybody is having a very happy holiday season. Hope you guys did not get impacted by the cold front. My goodness. Never really seen anything like that. Uh, Like negative 40 with wind chill. That's, you know, some Wyoming, you know, North Dakota nonsense definitely hope you did not get impacted by this airline chaos as a loyal southwest guy it hurts to see and i know that a lot of people got stranded so hopefully you know not too many of you were impacted by that i'm definitely thankful that i got to spend some time with loved ones played some mario kart with the girlfriend's brother that was very nostalgic for me loved that game growing up made me want to buy a switch even though i definitely can't afford one at the moment I just love this time of year though. I love the food. I love the decorations. I love the music. I love giving gifts to people. I'm a full on Christmas nerd, even some medical stuff. And <laughs> the Broncos just absolutely being miserable cannot damper my holiday spirit, particularly when the nuggets pull out an overtime win over the suns, Aaron Gordon, Duncan, all over everybody. I think he threw down the best in-game dunk that I've ever seen. I'm not that old. I understand there have been plenty of great dunks over the years. For me it it had always been JR Smith in 2010, Melo had a sweet dunk over Millsap, but to do that given the the context of the game against Phoenix, you know, on Christmas Day, that was epic. Anyways, the focus of today's podcast is going to be recapping my 10 favorite moments of being on the CSU beat in 2022. CSU football, CSU men's basketball, those are the beats that I cover, so these are the moments that I'm going to focus on. I will throw out some other moments that I appreciated just purely as a CSU guy, uh, some women's basketball stuff, CSU men's golf, CSU volleyball, but the focus of this list will be football and basketball because that's what I do, that's what I talk about, it's what I have made a living talking about, it's what I've always talked about. It was a really fun year covering CSU, a lot of moments to be really proud of as a Ram guy. Some tough ones as well, but that's life being a sports fan. I think everybody understands that at this point. Don't get too caught up in the order. I spent an hour kind of mixing and matching, and this was the the order that I was the most satisfied with, but in a couple of hours, I'll probably rethink them again. Really, it's arbitrary, and it all just kind of depends on what type of emotional response that the moment elicits from you. So if you disagree with my top 10, or if you disagree with the order, that's all right. You don't have to freak out about it. You can give me your own top 10. That's plenty fine with me. It's definitely a really basketball-heavy list, just given how exciting the CSU men's basketball season was. I will say, the, the moments that I selected had to take place in the calendar year of 2022. Some of the moments from last season I talked about in the recap of 2021 the the Creighton upset, for instance, the Paradise Jam, Trey McBride winning the Mackie, those were all in 2021, so they won't be on this one. I talked about them last year. I'll try to make sure that I make it clear if the moment that I'm talking about took place in the 2021-2022 calendar year or the 2022-2023 calendar year, or not calendar year, school year. You guys know what I mean. So again, these are football and men's basketball moments, and they took place in the calendar year of 2022, but not necessarily in the same school year. All right, now that I made that explanation significantly more complicated than it needs to be, going to get right into it. Do have to shout out the presenting sponsors, the fans, the tradition, the glory. There's nothing more thrilling than college football. It is bowl season, and the action is far from over. My go-to for betting is DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Hopefully, you've already got in on the action this bowl season, have already handed out a couple of winners. Most recently, gave out Air Force to beat down Baylor in the Armed Forces Bowl. That is exactly what happened. Baylor was not ready for that physicality. They were not ready to play in the cold, and they were not ready for Brad Roberts and that option offense. Right now, new customers can place a $5 pregame money line bet on college football team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with the DraftKings same game parlay. So far, I'm 2-1 this bowl season on Mountain West SGPs, hit Air Force and Fresno, missed on San Jose State, unfortunately. Still hoping to end on a positive note. We've got uh, Utah State playing Memphis coming up. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code DNVR. New customers can place a $5 pregame money line bet on college football team to win and get $150 if your team does that code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, starting off the list at number 10, top 10 moments of the 2022 beat for Justin. We've got CSU football beats New Mexico 17-0 on senior day. It was a really challenging season. Nobody wanted to finish 3-9 and again. But after battling and showing growth in the conference slate, particularly in the games leading up to this one, to see the Rams go out on top was great. Couldn't help but feel good for the veterans that stuck around. So many guys decided to jump ship, and I'm not trying to throw shade at them or, or demonize them or anything like that. I understand the world that we're living in. That's just college football now. Everybody has their own reasons. And a lot of those guys had stuck by CSU for a long time. So again, you know, really not trying to make this anti them. I just want to make it, you know, pro Daquan Jackson, pro Cameron Carter, the guys that really busted their ass for this program for half a decade and stayed true to the bitter end. Unfortunately, it's getting rarer and rarer for guys to play their entire career at one school. That's the college football that I grew up loving. Players like Kyle Bell, you got to you know meet them as young players, see them break out, follow them throughout. So while I'm not trying to rag on the guys that do transfer out now. I just really want to recognize the ones that do stay committed the entire time, that commit to the community, to the school, to the fans, to the program, all of it. Daquan got the cap off a 100-tackle season in this one. Both him and Cameron Carter had well over 300 tackles in their career. They each recorded a 100-tackle season. It just made me happy to see them beaming at the podium post-game and to get that moment in front of the fans with their teammates on that field, sing the fight song one more time. But even for the younger guys, it was a cool moment. Clay Millen had a record-breaking day, Justice Ross Simmons had a 21-yard touchdown. Jack Howell, Aiden Hector, Henry Blackburn, all those guys played well. Chiggy Mo too. I mean there're a ton of players that I could name in that. I just mean the the players that will be here moving forward at least for this next season. It was just good to go out on a high note. As Kevin from the office famously said, it's just nice to win one. And they did it in a dominant way and New Mexico might be terrible but beating any league team 12 straight times is significant. So you keep the streak alive, you go out on a high note, show some promise for the future of the program. It was just a good day. It was just a good day for CSU football and what was a relatively challenging season. All right, at number nine, we actually have something that just recently happened. It was CSU men's basketball going out on the road and upsetting St. Mary's. All the other basketball moments will be from last spring, the run with Roddy and all those guys, but for this group to go out you know, after the way that they lost to Northern Colorado and CU and shorthanded, I mean, they were missing Tavy Jackson and Jalen Lake, to be able to beat a quality opponent like St. Mary's in their own building and in the way that they did, I mean, it was a true slugfest to the very end. It really was one of my favorite wins of the Medved era, at least in the regular season. You got a vintage Isaiah Stevens performance. You got quality play from the entire roster on both ends of the floor. They were incredibly efficient, they were sharing the basketball, the assist numbers were great, the shooting numbers were great. Defensively, they were really locked down for 40 minutes, they made it so hard on St. Mary's. And they did it while missing two of their key guys and Tavy Jackson and Jalen Lake. It wasn't the first time we've seen CSU respond after a challenging stretch under Medved, I'll talk about some of those moments coming up in fact. But to me, it was just the type of performance that was emblematic of everything that CSU basketball stands for under Medved, the team together mentality. And I'm just not sure that people truly appreciate enough how gritty it was for that shorthanded group to go out and put out that type of performance after going through what they had been through in those rivalry games. Weaker teams crumble in those moments. I mean, we've seen it from Wyoming so far, and I'm not even saying that to throw shade. That's just a roster that's really not clicking right now. And when you look at the minutes or the lack of minutes that some of those transfers are now playing, it's really telling. This wasn't the most thrilling win that we'll talk about. This wasn't the win that stood out the most nationally even. But I do think it was a great reminder in what we have with CSU men's basketball as a program right now. It may not be a team that makes the NCAA tournament every year, but this is a really quality program that Nico Medved and Ali farouk and all these other assistants have been able to establish. And honestly, I'd recommend keeping that perspective in mind. There's still a lot of basketball to be played. We'll see how this all plays out this season. But whether the Rams are a tournament team or not, when it's all said and done, continue to support this program because they've earned it. I mean, they have absolutely earned it. Loyalty is a two-way street. I'll just leave it at that. All right, at number eight, we're going to kind of combine two moments, and it's somewhat of a cop-out, but I didn't want to rank one above the other because they were both significant, essentially in the same way to me, and that is David Roddy being a first-round pick in the NBA draft and Trey McBride being the top tight end selected in the NFL draft. Both were team DNVR guys. I am incredibly thankful that I got to work with them closely, get to know them throughout their CSU careers, but particularly during their final seasons when they were both superstars and relevant. It was awesome to have them on the podcast frequently, did some cool autograph events, just all of it. All of it was really cool, and I'm really appreciative of those guys for working with me. What was also cool, though, was just getting to see the NBA and NFL essentially validate what... I and, you know, anybody that had been watching CSU had said for years. And that was that these guys are are not only going to be college superstars, but are going to be really great at the next level as well. And you could say the same thing about Ryan Stonehouse killing it with the Titans right now. These were our guys. They were Rams all the way through. I just talked about how rare it is for guys to play their entire careers at one school. Both David Roddy and Trey McBride did so, even though they clearly could have gone off somewhere and played in the SEC or the Big Ten or anywhere in the country, literally wherever they wanted to go. But where they wanted to be was at CSU. And they got rewarded for it. They got rewarded for their loyalty, both in playing time and the way that they were, you know, the primary focus for their respective teams. Trey McBride obviously got an insane amount of targets for a tight end, went on to win the Mackey Award. David Roddy, the primary focus of the offense, Mountain West Player of the Year. Unfortunately, neither guy really got to experience the postseason success that, that Ram fans would have hoped for, but I do hope that everybody can just understand and appreciate, one, how rare those type of guys are just in terms of the amount of talent that they have. David Roddy's and Trey McBride's don't grow on trees. It could be years before we see guys that are even close to as individually dominant as those two were at their respective sports. Who knows when CSU is going to have another first-round draft pick in basketball? Who knows when CSU football is going to have another player selected first at their position? Definitely have to appreciate the high moments and proud Ram history when it comes. Speaking of which, at number 7, we've got CSU men's Basketball beating Boise State to cap off the 2021-2022 regular season. And on a high note on senior day, complete the sweep over the regular season conference champs, Boise State, another sellout crowd, another court storm after the game. But the reason that I put this on the list is because it ended up being the last time that we got to see the OG Medved guys all play together. Adam Thistlewood, Kendall Moore, David Roddy, Deshaun Thomas. We still got Isaiah Stevens and John Tanjay and James Moores, obviously, but the aforementioned were just a really big part of building up this program, and there were so many great moments under them. I really don't think there's ever been a group that I enjoyed covering more than that CSU basketball team. All right, we're going to keep this list moving, but I want to shout out GameTime, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports concerts and shows. If you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, 50-yard line, court side, maybe behind home plate, it's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you never thought you could buy. You're not going to find a better deal this season on hoops tickets, hockey tickets, you name it, than you will with Game Time. It was created by the fans, for the fans, and they guarantee the lowest price. If you love DNVR, then you love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app. Score the best seats to all your favorite events. All right. And number six on the list, we have CSU men's basketball beating Utah State 53 51 in the Mountain West tournament. This was a really fun game between two experienced teams Justin Bean versus David Roddy. But the reason that it was really satisfying to me is it it was revenge for 2021 when Utah State beat CSU men's basketball in the Mountain West tournament and probably kept them out of the NCAA tournament because of it. At this point, CSU had already beaten Utah State twice in the regular season, but It was still a thing, you know. It was still on the the mind of the guys that were a part of that. I remember talking to David and and Isaiah before the game. They're like, yeah, I mean, we remember how it felt to to lose that game. The Aggies gave the Rams absolutely everything that they could handle. CSU had a four-point lead at halftime, but it was tied at 51 apiece with under five seconds to go. Isaiah Stevens started with the ball at the top of the key, ended up working his way down low, dumped it off to Chandler Jacobs, who makes the game-winning layup with 1.8 seconds left on the clock. Much like the win against Boise State on senior day, it was just an example of resiliency. I mean, Utah State stormed back to to tie it. CSU actually had a four-point lead with a minute left. Utah State made a couple of baskets to put the pressure on CSU. They found a way to close it out. And honestly, I mean, even as I'm recording this podcast, I wish I would have put it a little bit higher on the list because it was a thrilling game. I love the setting. I mean, there's nothing like the Mountain West Tournament, but two experienced teams going at it, trying to keep their postseason hopes alive. I mean, CSU already had a, at least had a bid, I think, locked up at that point. Utah State was trying to play their way in, though, after what was, you know, a fairly disappointing season. Just a really, really fun night. Great to get the revenge against Utah State. Great for Chandler Jacobs, the guy who was only here for one year but made a massive impact to get his kind of signature moment as a, as a Ram. I'll just remember that one forever. All right, number five, we've got beating Boise State in overtime on the road. This was all the way back in February. I believe this game followed the Super Bowl, if I remember correctly, February 13th. The Rams were able to go into Boise, pick up their 20th victory of the season, 77 to 74 in overtime. David Roddy actually had a block of Boise State's game-tying three-point attempt, timed it perfectly, and swatted Marcus Shaver's shot. Before we got to that point, Chandler Jacobs made six consecutive points in overtime. That was one of his better games as well. But in my opinion, this was CSU's biggest true road win of the season. There's nothing more challenging than beating a quality opponent. Obviously, Boise State, they were the conference champions in the regular season. They're a quality opponent. There's nothing harder than beating a quality team on the road. To be able to do that was huge. It was big for the metrics. It was big for CSU, who already had three league losses going in. Ended up winning eight of nine to close the year. The only loss being the blowout loss at UNLV. But this is the type of win that sticks with the selection committee. And I honestly think it was the reason that CSU ended up being a higher seed than Boise State in the tournament. I mean, beating them at Moby, that's kind of to be expected. Beating them in their own building, that says something. You got great games from Roddy and Stevens. The bench stepped up huge. And it was just a great way for CSU to really impress nationally and earn a ton of respect on a night where there wasn't a lot of competition. Again, you know, following up the Super Bowl. Just a nice little way for CSU to just put a boost on that resume, if you will. All right, number four. Kind of another combo one, but I'm I'm putting together Selection Sunday slash the NCAA tournament. It sucks that they ended up losing to Michigan the way they did, particularly after jumping out to that early lead. But I still hope that everyone can appreciate That entire process. I mean, it was so cool to see the cameras in Moby, to to see the video of the the CSU players celebrating together when they they earned that sixth seed, and then to make a return to the big dance. It was special. It was certainly special for me. The Rams made the NCAA tournament my junior and senior year of high school, but they didn't make it once when I was a student. CSU men's basketball was the first major beat that I covered in media. I've been on that beat continuously longer than anybody now and to finally get to be there with that team that special team that we watched grow together for three years to to play on a national level I mean it was the first game of the day against a Big Ten team in Michigan I'll never forget it obviously it would have been better to see them pull out a win and if they would have it would have been my number one moment by far but I'm a big proponent of being able to enjoy the process and the experiences and You know, to get back to the NCAA tournament, to get the highest seed in in program history, that was huge. And it was just really cool to see those guys get that moment on the national stage. Really hope I get to return to the NCAA tournament someday, cover another Rams game. All right, number three, CSU Men's Basketball beats Wyoming at Moby Arena. They had already lost a tough one up in Laramie, had a chance to seal it. Roddy misses a free throw late. They end up falling in the extra period. This was coming off of a 21-point loss to UNLV in Vegas, and I just felt like CSU completely outcoached Wyoming in this one. This was a Medved masterclass; took Linder to school. They had Graham Ek so frustrated in this game that he essentially took himself out of it. It was a really tough night for Maldonado as well. And then on the other end, you know, Roddy goes off with 26 points on only 13 attempts. He had seven threes in it. Rams also held Wyoming scoreless over the final three forty-two. It was just one of those nights where CSU kind of looked at Wyoming and they were like, we are not going to lose to you again. It's just not happening. They willed themselves to victory. The atmosphere was electric. The students stormed the court. It was just about everything you could ask for in a college basketball game. Two teams playing at a really high level. Two rivals. I mean, this is what I would love to see from the football side. Have it, you know, be like 96, 97, where CSU and Wyoming are, are playing to determine, you know, who's going to go to the Mountain West Championship. This was the first time that CSU and Wyoming had played with both groups already having 20 wins under their belt. I mean, this was as significant of a win over Wyoming as there's been in the history of the entire series. Very easily could have been number one. Really. These final four all could be one for me. I, I know that putting the, the tournament game in there at one would have, it just would have drawn too much criticism and it wouldn't have been worth the arguments. You know, you're putting a loss at one. But these top four, they really stand out to me. So just keep that in mind. Before I finish up with my top two moments on the CSU beat in 2022, got to give you my DraftKings pick of the week. DraftKings pick of the week. Got some fun bowls this week. I'm I'm really intrigued by Kansas Arkansas. I know Kansas didn't close the way that I was hoping. I mean, they still finished 6 and 6, but after being 6 and 2, would have been really cool to see them win 8-9 games. That said, they still have an opportunity here to earn a signature win over an SEC program. Arkansas can be frisky at times. I just feel like this bowl means so much more to Kansas. First time they've been there since 2007. They were able to keep their coach this cycle. That's huge. They're not going to be the dejected team that just lost their coach to a a bigger program. I like the Jayhawks to pull the upset, and that's why I'm rocking with them. I'm going to take them. I'm just going to take the money line. Plus 120, lock it in. KU to beat Arkansas. DraftKings pick of the week. And number two, I have CSU football beating Nevada for the first win of the year. First win of the Jay Norvell era. He is able to go into Reno, take down the team that he left. You know it was a dagger in the hearts of Nevada fans. It had been a brutal start to the year for CSU after so much excitement all offseason. Obviously, the non-conference slate was just, oof, it was tough. We'll, We'll just leave it at that. We don't need to reminisce about how brutal it was. Guys are leaving left and right at this point. This is when the mass exodus had begun with some of the veterans, Dante, Uh, tie some of those defensive players and to go out on the road and to win this with your backup quarterback. I just thought it was huge. I thought it was the first moment we really saw this group start to fight together. We saw that locker room start to come together and that really only became more and more true as the season went on. They just became more and more together, played tougher and tougher. It was awesome to see, even though the results weren't always there. In this one in particular, breakout performances from Avery Morrow and Aiden Hector. But the reason it made it for me, one, is I'm petty. Obviously, Nevada fans would have never let CSU fans hear the end of it had that game gone the other way. But more than anything, I just felt that it provided hope. I think it was validation that CSU did, in fact, hire the right guy, that brighter days are coming. It's going to be a process still, and we're still in that process. But to me, it was definitely the best moment of the football season. Finally, at number one, we have CSU men's basketball beating San Diego State in the orange out. San Diego State is the bar that you measure yourself up against in hoops. They just are. I mean, it's not too dissimilar from Boise State, or you can make an argument for Fresno State, I would say, these last couple of years in football. Beating them, it just feels a little bit better than beating somebody else. They're they're not a true rival in a sense. It's not Wyoming. You're longtime conference foes. But just beating them feels good. And I think part of it is it pulls on my nostalgic strings. You know, when I really got into college basketball, some of those matchups with San Diego State were huge. There also seems to be something about the orange with those matchups. The orange out games always tend to be thrilling against San Diego State. After losing by 30 to them in Viejas on national TV, I just felt like this was such a huge fuck you moment for CSU. And excuse my language there, but I just mean, I think people were kind of doubting CSU to some extent, you know, whether they could hang against the the cream of the crop and to win this way, you know, you get the James Moore's block at the end. I know it made San Diego State fans and media throw fit. It was big. It was big. And out of all the games that we watched this year, I think that was the most thrilling there's a strong argument for that Utah State-Mountain West game. There were, you know, Wyoming, those were awesome as well. But how this one finished was just epic. And it's one of my favorite Moby experiences of all time. Definitely one of my favorite CSU basketball wins. So that's why it makes number one. These were my top 10. Yours may be different. Again, the, the order is, is super arbitrary, and I already wish I would have done a couple of different ones higher and a couple of other ones lower, but that's fine. Before I go, I do want to shout out some other moments. These are not moments that I covered. Again, I I just kind of kept it simple and, and stuck with the ones that I work on the beat. But, you know, CSU Volleyball getting a win and Tom Hilbert's final regular season home game. Him and Sonny, those are the greatest coaches of all time. I thought it was really special for him to get that moment in front of the community. If you were doing just a top 10 of CSU moments, period, I think that would have to be in the top three CSU men's golf, they were so dominant. You know, I think they won three of their first four tournaments, finishing the top three of all of them. CSU women's basketball, making a run to the Mountain West tournament championship game last spring. That was a lot of fun. And then, you know, opening this season with a beatdown at BYU, that was great as well. There's so many different things you could talk about. We could probably do an hour podcast alone just on exciting things that happened in CSU athletics in 2022. But I figured we could keep it simple and just kind of highlight some of the big ones. And then I wanted to reminisce a little bit about the ones that I covered individually. We'll have more content coming out this week. I hope everybody has enjoyed all of the recruiting stuff. CSU men's basketball has got a big game coming up at the pit Wednesday against the top 25 New Mexico team now. All the preview pods, some written stuff as well. Really looking forward to that. Shout out to Jay Norvell for sharing my signing day podcast and his kind words. It's really cool to have coaches that actually are supportive of the media covering your team. Weird concept, huh, Steve? But that's all I've got for today. Again, hope everybody had a very happy holiday season. Wishing everybody a very happy new year. Much love, y'all. Peace.